0: What's up y'all? Rayshawn here. Welcome to 2024. I am very excited to be back with this second half of our season five with new episodes. And first up, we have a very special treat for you today. So first we have our newly crowned Mr. and Miss AU, and they are going to get us really excited about their crowning moments, but also what they're looking forward to in 2024 what they're looking forward to accomplishing with their reign. And we have a good friend of mine, Sabaya, coming up as well to talk about her Survivor 45 experience, which is super cool. And of course, we're going to reminisce a little bit about what happens or happened on campus while she was here. So stay tuned. We have a very great episode for you in store. Well, welcome, Miss and Mr. AU. Thank you all for being here today. just diving right in, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and your journey so far at AU?
1: Okay, so I guess I'll go first. My name is Ebony. I'm a senior kinesiology major, um, concentration exercise sports science. Okay. Um, I'm also an 1828 ambassador and I'm a JSAC manager and I'm event coordinator for our kinesiology club here on campus. Uh, a little bit about my journey as Miss AU. It's been very fun going to lots of events with Mr. AU, but also like with my friends. We've had a very good turnout with most of the events, which I feel like that's something me and Cameron mm. really try to work hard with is mm. that our engagement with our uh, student, student body. body. Yeah, student yeah body. our student body is very good. So I would say it's a 10 out of 10, must recommend.
2: All right. <laughs> um, My name is Cameron Sapp. Um, 2024, Mr. Augusta University. I'm also uh, event coordinator for BSU, vice president for National Crown and an influencer and newly a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity incorporated. Congrats. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But uh, piggybacking off of what she said, uh, it's been a new experience, a lot of new things that have really been like things that I never thought I'd be able to do. And so I'm looking forward to continue on, continuing what we've been doing and just improving the experience on campus.
0: So, going off of your involvements on campus, what have been some memorable memorable experiences that you've had so far?
1: Oof. Um, Well, I would say maybe like a year ago, I used to be on the dance team, JAG Elite, and that gave me a new aspect of like the athletic side of AU, um, in understanding how all that comes into play, um, the scheduling and the busy schedules that athletes can have on campus um yeah <laughs> that's a lot and I'll also I think that like all the experiences that I've had on campus has shaped different parts of my student experience here so me having a J, me being a jsAC manager it's allowed me to like take more leadership on campus rather than just being a bystander or just someone that's in the back right. um and then I guess now me being 2024 Miss Augusta University it's allowed me to like step out of my box, because I did not expect to win, I was just kinda doing it to get out of my box a little bit, and here I am. So, just like putting myself in uncomfortable situations so that I can get comfortable with those uncomfortable situations. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Memorable experiences, I find them, they happen a lot, especially at Augusta University. Um, I tell everybody, you have to make the most out of your experience. Nobody else can make it for you. And so like, that's been my number one thing is like going out and meeting people, going out and doing things, especially things I never thought I'd be able to do. Like this past weekend, Saturday, I was able to be in the uh, Augusta, well me and my missus were able to be in the Augusta uh, Christmas parade. Mm -hmm. And then right afterwards, I had my probate. And so this semester has just been Everything for me. It's probably been my favorite semester in all of school.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm glad that uh, y'all have had such a positive experience so far. When you say you're a JSTAC manager, I can definitely relate because I was a manager when I was a student here. So, After this, I can tell you some stories if you want. Um, (laughs) But uh, I guess going back to the competition a little bit, what led both of you to really want to be the next... Mr. and Mrs. AU. I know you said that you wanted to kind of break out of your comfort yeah. zone a little bit, but is there anything else beyond that?
1: Um, I do, most of the things that I do throughout my college experience, I do it to just like gain a new experience or just to do something different. I've always been the type of person that's been stuck in my box. I don't like the spotlight. Even though I've danced since the age of nine, I've danced in a group. Dancing or like being by myself that scares me more than Mm. it should Um, so Being or going through that process it I don't know that was (laughs) I mean yes I did it to get out of my comfort zone, but I think I also did it just to do it There's there's not really another way to say why I did it um I'm glad that I did though. I learned a lot from it. I learned different aspects of myself that I didn't even know I had. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, I'd say what got me into it well, this was my second year running. Okay. Um I was second runner up last year, but I know what got me into doing it last year was um I was really close. I was really close with one of the past Mr. A.U.'s, uh Zaire Orr. And kinda like being around him was like a big influence and it made me want to kinda do the same thing where it's like make my impact on AU campus and be able to lead in my own way, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, uh, makes perfect sense. And you're able to be part of bringing back organization on campus. What has that been like?
2: Um, It's been surreal. Um, The Pi Zai chapter at Kappa Alpha Psi has been off the yard for almost 10 years. And so being able to bring it back and then also spearhead the movement of bringing it back it's been a lot, but like a lot of emotions, a lot of uh, reflection, a lot of opportunities are coming to where it's like, it's time to jump on it. And I'm really excited to do so.
0: So you've had a very busy semester, a lot, accomplished a lot this uh, past semester. How have you been able to manage, and I guess the same question for you, Ebony, as well. like How have y'all been able to manage the additional responsibilities of wearing the crowns?
1: It's been a little hard, at least for me it has. Um, I think once you get crowned, a lot of people forget that you're still a student at the end of the day. Yeah. And having that balance, I know like the first two weeks of being Miss AU, oh, I was going through it. <laughs> I was going through it. It may have not looked like I was going through it, but I was um, because yes, I want to be involved on campus, but also like it's you have to be a little man. bit more involved. And like mm. as, our director Logan knows that mm, I'm I'm not the type of person to go out there and st- start talking to people. Cameron may be able to do that, and I applaud <laughs> you for that.
2: I really do. Thank, you. Thank um, you.
1: But you will see me in a corner or with people that I do know, and it's um, it's gotten me out of my box a little bit. I'm still adjusting, if you can say. I'm,
0: but you're doing a good job, though.
1: I'm trying. You're doing a great. I'm job. I'm trying.
0: I mean, you were agreeing to this, like. Real quickly, so yeah,
1: yeah she was
0: she be on it. Let me tell you, when it comes to her and emails,
2: she...
1: I be, love a good email. She be on it, yeah. <laughs> she be on. I love a good email.
0: You be on it because I, I'm not good with them. But um, well, you balance each other out. So that's yeah,
1: probably.
0: that's what it sounds like that y'all been able mm-hmm. to balance each other out at least for the next uh couple of months that y'all are right. yeah still on campus. Uh, so I have. A fun game that I want to play with y'all where I'm going to give you a category
1: okay.
0: and I want you to do your best at thinking of how many of the things you can name in each category and I want to see who knows a little bit more about AU than the other and we know, uh, or we talked a little bit earlier Evan, you may have uh, the upper hand because you were an 1828 ambassador so y'all are kind of yeah, trained cheating. to know everything about cheating. I'm not cheating.
1: I just know my I didn't stuff. know we had a
0: study guide to this.
1: I didn't get a study guide.
0: <laughs> no, Look, no, no study guide, just literally uh, <laughs> the machinations of my mind in ChatGPT. Um, <laughs> so, first up, and like I mentioned earlier, I want y'all to just be able to say how many you can name first, then whoever wants to call the other out first feel free based off the number mm. okay. so first up are the names of Augusta University's colleges and schools Ebony how many can you name can you name at least one yes all right what about you Cameron yeah I
1: can do one can you do two yeah I can do two
0: all right Ebony can you do three I can do three all right <laughs> you look I, a little nervous. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I'm pretty sure I could do three. Can you do four? I don't know if I could do four. I don't know if I could do
0: four accurately. Okay. Does so that mean you want to call Ebony out on the
1: three?
2: Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. All right.
1: Um, Whole College of Business. Pamplin College of Social Sciences. Ooh, it's a long one. It's mm-hmm. so long. I don't know the rest of it.
0: I'll give you Pamplin College. I'll, okay. I'll give you that one.
1: Um, College of Education and Human Development.
0: Look, there's three. Oh, okay. <laughs> you taking notes? Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, you survived that one. Got three. Um, Don't want to list all the other ones, but we have 10. Hopefully soon it will be 11. Mm-hmm. Next category, uh, food spots on campus. We'll start with you oh, this time, Cameron. That's light. Um, can you name one? Yeah, for sure right. I can name one. Everybody, can you name two?
1: Yes. I can name
0: two. <laughs> See, but well, yeah, think on that
1: one. Are we talking specifics or just like locations?
0: Let's go with specifics.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can name two.
0: Oh. Yeah, we we about to run
2: it up <laughs> if it's specifics. <laughs> if it's specifics, we we can run it up. I I know five.
1: Oh, oh he jumped. Oh the he five. confident. He confident. Yeah. Okay. I don't know numbers. Wait a second.
0: Wait, hold on. Let me make sure I didn't just... Oh, no. Well, no, nah, you already caught ca- it I know, right? I already caught it out. Can't go back now.
1: I can name six.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can name six. Okay. Wait, yeah.
0: Hold on. Hold on. You want to go for seven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'll go seven.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, how far, how far you want to take this? I think
1: I, think
2: I can name eight. Okay, yeah. oof. Oh, we just going up now. You don't know no eight
0: spots.
1: Uh, no, if we talking specifics, I know eight spots. <laughs> I
2: think the, I think I can only know nine. I think that's the highest I can go. Yeah, I can't,
1: I can't do ten. Okay. I can't even do nine. All so right, I'm what, what nine you out.
2: got? Okay, let's go down. So we have, um, Wild Cafe at the Sack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna sound bad. The smoothie spot in the J. Sack.
1: It's the way you can't even say the name. No, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. actually, no. i give him that one. There's, there's no. I don't. It, it has a name. It does.
2: Hmm. Chat GPT told him it, but
0: not for this one. No.
1: <laughs> What's the name for
2: it? It's uh, they actually got them like all over. It's it be the. It's the same spot that it is with like Dairy right Queen. Sometimes, it? if you seem like at the malls.
1: Yeah. No. I ain't. I. I don't have you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, then we got um, Papa John's. Ooh, no Domino's. <laughs> Ooh, yikes!
0: Uh-oh. Pizza Hut. It's
2: pizza. It's pizza. No, it's pizza. You it's pizza. have
3: you felt.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. Um, the sushi spot. I don't. I don't know names. I'm bad with names. I'm bad with names. Then we got. Uh, <laughs> he said he could name think, nine. I, I can name nine, nine. spots. So I didn't say the names though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we have. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna call it the cafeteria at uh, Health Science. Uh the Student Center at Health Science. That has a name as well? It's called the Atrium. The Atrium at Health Science. Right. <laughs> then we have Einstein Bagels. <laughs> okay. I know some names. Then we mm-hmm. have Einstein Bagels at um the dental college mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Then you got What's Einstein Bagels thing? at um Health Science.
1: That's this that's, that's the, the same. same. Oh, you're talking about the uh-uh, smaller one. I'm talking one. about the other
2: spot at He's the health science building. He's
1: talking about
2: the smaller building. one in the allied uh, health Oh, I know what you're talking about. Building. We're talking about different spots now. I'm
0: going to put y'all yeah, on. You're just making smaller. up y'all names. For places, I know what you're talking about.
2: Um, She's
1: doing locations.
2: Then we got, this is going to sound bad too. Then we got the uh, food spot in the hospital. It's like another atrium in the hospital that um you can use your JAG cash at as well. Then you got the Chick-fil-A at the hospital. That's on campus. And then you got Subway
1: Sub-Connection?
2: Oh. The subway right there where There's you can use subway. your Jack Cash at. Mm-hmm. And that's 10.
1: There's Sub-Connection in All Good Hall as well.
2: Sub-Connection at All Good Hall? See?
1: he. I don't think you got that point, Cam.
0: I, f- I feel like I, it's really <laughs> difficult to give you points because...
1: You didn't even say the names. You, you kind of like... I
0: could give you directions, though. I could
2: give you directions, though. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But um You
1: tried. You tried. I'm so proud. I know of you. some haters
2: just, 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 I, I like appreciate
0: the tip. I appreciate the tip. <laughs> uh, next up, which I think is gonna be really fun, uh, previous winners for Mister and Miss AU. So, do you know your predecessors?
1: Do we have to say like just specific to like Miss and just specific to Mister? Either or. Either or. Okay.
0: So okay. this time, start back with you, Ebony. Can you know? I can name one. one. I can name two.
1: I can name three.
2: I can name four.
1: Yeah, I can't name
2: five.
1: I, I, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, yes. no oh, wait, yeah, so wait, you're tripping. You're wait.
2: tripping. Wait.
1: Her name. I literally work with her. That's crazy.
2: Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> she about to write you an email. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I, I can name five. You can name, name five? five, okay.
2: I'll call you out on that.
1: Okay. Name your five. <clears throat> Zaire. Okay. Chelsea.
0: Okay.
2: Sierra.
1: Okay. Eduardo. Amanda. What's up?
2: What's up? You're better than me. I was gonna say Zaire twice.
1: <laughs> I don't think I don't think that works. He won
2: twice. I was gonna say it.
1: He did win. Well
2: back to back. But it's the same name. Different year. Different. I don't know. Loopholes.
0: <laughs> Anything to win.
1: <laughs> Anything I guess. to win.
0: But yeah, you read through that one. Uh, so I want to say Ebony won because she had the names of both Mr. Misaeu and the names of colleges and schools. So and I said cheating. I mean, you're look, just
1: jealous.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I will say you did know the food spots.
1: I know. You did. I, you did. There's one th- thing I know, know the so, but you
0: really fumbled on the
2: names. I know what's on the menu.
1: What's that? Wild Cafe.
2: Wild <laughs> Cafe. Uh, the JBR.
1: What's in what's the ingredients? Cause I don't know what
2: Yikes. that is. It's a it's a fried chicken sandwich. And they call it like the mozzarella cheese recipes. on top. They put ranch on there and bacon.
1: Ooh.
2: And they jump bang.
1: Sound like it's good. They <laughs> jump bang. Is that your number one? Oh
2: um, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Anytime I go, I get the JBR.
1: Get the cam. That's what it's called. Not now. the cam. I'm the cam.
2: Hold on, can we trademark that? I want to <laughs> trademark that. I want to trademark that. For me, it's a Kentucky
0: wrap. The Kentucky wrap. I love it, it. I
2: love the Kentucky I like the Crescent
1: wrap. City Burger. With Kansas City sauce.
0: Oh, yeah. That is nice. Mm. That is nice. But switching gears from from food, uh, how do you see your role as Mr. and Miss AU, AU contributing to the university now that you're wearing the crowns? Because I feel like you've had some great leaders before you, but is there anything that you like to do in particular?
1: You want to take the lead on this one, Mr.? No. Ladies first. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think, like I said earlier, I think that we're going to have a great time bringing more students to the events that we have on campus not just like ones that are hosted by the crew or student life and engagement but also like basketball games and uh volleyball games we had the volleyball takeover um which was put together by like justin goddard ronald doe you yeah that was Um, nice that was really nice uh and like i think just having that engagement on all areas of our university it's going to help grow the student culture that we do have. Because I know as the student leaders here on campus, we have talked about the culture of our university and how sometimes it's lost, sometimes it's not. Um, But just having a constant thing going on, and since we're both in the student Life and engagement office, Mm -hmm. we can only go up from there.
2: Right. I I completely agree with what she's saying. Um, I feel as though our reign will be like the first time we are completely out of COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's like, I feel as though our student life kind of like dipped off when COVID came. And now it's like we have the full opportunity to be able to bring it back completely. And as she said, us being so involved with student life and engagement, we are able to work as bridges between faculty and students in order to make one, the school, in a way, do what we want, you know, work for us instead mm-hmm. of both the students and the school trying to do whatever we think is gonna help each other out. Yeah. We can build that bridge and make sure everybody's on one same page. And so that goes down to uh, making sure giveaways are what students want, uh, making events fun for students, um, making a culture on campus while also
0: serving our community as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question before I let you go is how do you see uh, being in the, these positions kind of tied into your career goals and career aspirations
1: so my community service initiative for miss augustine university and for miss georgia was injury prevention and young female athletes and my career that i want to go into is athletic training and the population i want to work with is young girls so like um girls in gymnastics or girls that are dancers and things like that so i think with me having to branch out and do more things that are pertaining to my community service initiative is going to help me one be more knowledgeable in it but also learn more things so that when it does get time for me to go past my master's degree and into my actual career field, I'll be more knowledgeable on what I need to do and how to attack different situations and conflict.
2: Um, I kind of shaped my, just like how she did, I kind of shaped my community service initiative around the same thing she did, right? So providing knowledge and information on opportunities for low-income families and kids in order to get into the IT field. Uh, my life dream and goal is to be able to build a technology school for low-income kids so that they can get the opportunities and, you know, skills needed in order to get into the field. And so I feel as though, like, we are one in the same where we are using our platform in order to not only assist now, but forever in the future.
0: I said that was the last question, but I lied. Um, It's okay. It's it's okay, because sometimes, you know, things just... uh, Pop up, but oh, lost my place. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Ugh, lost my train of thought. See, that's why we uh, don't perform live. It's okay. Take your,
1: <laughs> take your time. Take
0: your time. I think we're just gonna end it right there because I don't think it's gonna come back to me. Well, I was about to say we can we can take a little second. it's yes. okay. I don't think it's coming back. <laughs> okay. Uh, but thanks y'all for talking to me. A little bit really inspired, wishing y'all the best on the year ahead because I know y'all are going to do great for your respective crowns and continue making the university proud.
1: Thank you. Thank you. With the JAG Mobile app, you can now discover and filter events that match your interests. Your tasks for success at AU will be right there in your current tasks. Finish them and they automatically move to the completed task section. But that's not all. With the JAG Mobile app, you'll receive targeted push notifications that are relevant to you. No more irrelevant alerts clogging up your phone. Stay in the know without the noise. JAG Mobile's messaging feature lets you see which events they're attending, the groups they're joining, and the conversations they're engaging in. It's the ultimate social and academic networking tool.
0: All right, so welcome Sabaya to In The Wild. I'm super duper excited that you are here because we've been talking about this for a minute. but before we dive like directly into like what I really want to talk about, which is Survivor, could you talk a little bit about your student experience here and just like share some of your favorite memories uh being an AU student?
3: Oh man, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, um, honestly, being at Augusta University were some of the most culminating and fun times of my entire life even with everything doing the marines next now doing survivor um there are still so many beautiful faces one being yours that i literally had such an amazing time meeting and cultivating those friendships really finding out who i was so i would say like the of course the biggest thing was being a part of the track and field team we were the first uh, track and field team of the entire school. At the time, it was George Reasons University, and then later became AU. Um, So that was amazing, but it was also kind of like we had had to kind of like make our march. So I did the heptathlon fourth, track and field, uh, that's seven events over a course of two days, for those that don't know. And uh, Coach Ward, I don't know if he's still coaching there, but he was doing his thing, he was trying to get a program started. So we were really in the trenches. Um, just trying to have like a lot of fun with that and everything like that, so that was awesome. Um, I always remember doing the uh, J S A C events and stuff like that. Like uh, we always did one for like Mardi Gras. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was like during the fall and I feel like it was like Mardi Gras themed. you know what I'm talking about? What, are you thinking right of that? the pig out? Yeah, the pig out. Yeah, like I remember the pig outs used to be awesome, you know, in the theater all day, you know, maybe missing class, maybe not. You know, <laughs> Gonna say anything about that, but yeah, you're just hanging out. You're getting food with your friends. Great music. Like, Augusta's campus is always—it's so lush. I mean, maybe not right now because it's winter, but during the summer and the fall, it's like the perfect times on campus, Somerville specifically, where it's like green and you got the fields. You got people throwing this frisbees. You got people bringing their dogs in. You got people, you know, lounging on the amphitheater steps and stuff like that. So those images are permanently pressed in my mind as far as like what I expect out of a campus, what I expect out of a college experience. I mean, I, it really didn't disappoint at all. Uh, so I would say those moments were probably the two things that like the most outside of, you know, cheering for Keyshawn and Tavia. During <laughs> basketball games, Uh, the, I believe that we will win cheer that Rome made, uh, Josiah, uh, being the, the mascot, uh, just so many different memories. Like honestly,
0: if I could do it all again, I would do it a million times. So with that being said, I feel like, and I always tell people this, like when we first came in, cause we were part of that first cohort of like the consolidated institution, which was Georgia Regents. So I feel like that was such a different time than it was than any other time in like the university history. So do you remember anything in particular, like quirky that made like, our group of folks kind of stand out from like students before or like after us?
3: Um, I would say there was a lot of different things going on. Um, Greek life was definitely something that was shifting. I remember the Alphas produced their first line, I'm pretty sure, and we had a merged line between us and Payne University, which was something I had never seen before. Um, There was a lot, I mean... Having the campus be like you have the wellness center and stuff downtown, and then you have Somerville and everything up, so you ride in the shuttle back and forth. To me, that to me that seems a little bit different because I mean you have people that are like trying to pick which one, one to go to. You know, like uh, do you want to go more liberal arts or do you want to go more medical? Um, but having the hospital be such a big presence for our campus. I feel like it really did influence people to be able to see what that would look like for them as a student literally. Um so that might have had an impact. Um I know it did for me and I don't know, it just it was just a different type of student. Like I I can say this to you because you were there with me. Um but I say this to a lot of people that you know, 2017, 2018, 2019 um, graduates had a different type of experience as freshmen it was different vibe different air different frequency i don't know but we all knew that we was we were only there for a short amount of time and we were going to make the most out of the time that we had period and so that begot so many laughs so many memories so many opportunities parties um academic you know, accomplishments, you know, people, you know, crossing different sororities and fraternities, becoming lifelong members of organizations. So it was just a beautiful time, man. It back really at was. I time and I don't have any regrets, honestly.
0: And so after you left the university, you transitioned to the Marines. What was that experience like?
3: Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, after I got done, you know, with my schooling and stuff like that at AU, I transitioned to the Marine Corps. Now, the reason for that, like, I didn't actually get to walk, but it was because I had an injury. So I was on track scholarship, right? So my, for my athletes out there, we, you know that a lot of your time in school is determined based off of your performance and whether or not you can stay healthy enough to, to keep competing. Now, with a new program, there wasn't really a lot of money to go around to begin with, and... I ended up getting hurt. I ended up blowing out my hamstring in some out-of-season out training with my dad, and so lost my scholarship, and I had to make a different way for myself, which ended up being the Marine Corps, and ended up being one of the most amazing decisions that I made in my life, and I'm still active now. Um, so yeah, like I just remember coming home and talking to Rod Finley, we were roommates at the time, And just being like, man, like, I just want to do something bigger than myself. You know, if I'm going to do the athletic thing, I want it to be something that is giving me back the same amount of effort that I'm putting in. And I had an older brother who was already in the Army. My older brother, Hatali, he's in the Army. He's been a, he's a staff sergeant. He's been in since, like, 2010. So I had already known, you know, the process of military and stuff like that. He was the first one of us. Um. To really you know make that happen and show us that it was possible we had potential in that so i talked to him i talked to my dad and i just went with it i mean some people would say like wow the marines but coming from somebody like me i mean i'm an only girl of four boys um i'm in the middle you know so my life has never really been easy i did the heptathlon which i said seven events over two days as a female you know i made Third in the conference as a freshman, second in the conference as a sophomore before I got injured, so I was slated for gold. So I wasn't a stranger to working hard and you know really busting my tail to get to where I wanted to be, and it just seemed like at the time that that's where the Marines, kind of like what the Marines stood for, and that's where I felt like I belonged. So I went to Paris Island in 2017,
0: and then you were able to start trucking.
3: Yes, Um, so I did four years, and at the time, you know, I was married, and that was kind of ending, Um, so we needed to get out and kind of reorient, re-identify our relationship, and just kind of figure out where the next steps were, so staying in, uh, people know a military lifestyle doesn't really make a marriage uh, easier, (laughs) especially being so young, Uh, I think we were like 23, 24 at the time, you know, so, you know, we're still great friends now, but it just wasn't working. So we get out, I'm reorienting, and I'm like, man, I really need to make some money. Because, you know, I'm used to everything just coming from Uncle Sam, so I hadn't really had bills in four years. You know, I hadn't really had realistic responsibilities in four years outside of just training my Marines and making sure that we were completing mission. So uh, one of my buddies that had gotten out before me, he let me know about a, a program called Troops into Transportation. So, I signed up, used my GI Bill to go there for four weeks down in Fort Benning, Georgia, got my CDO, and I was on the road, man. So nice. That's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. It ended up being a really cool opportunity. You know, I've been cross-country maybe like five, six times, uh, from all the way from Maine to Portland, Oregon, um, and everywhere in between. So, it was amazing, and uh, I got, had a lot of time on my hands, which ended up resulting in me kind of like binge-watching Survivor because I had seen it and I'd grown up watching it, but it had been a minute since I really watched it. So I get to, the you know, binging and binging and binging, and then at the end of every episode, you know, people that are real fans know, Jeff pops up at the, after the finale. He says, if you want to be on Survivor, you know, and I was in a truck one night, and I'm just like, I feel like he's talking to me. Like, I don't know why, but this specif specific day, I felt like he was talking to me. And I'm just like, well, you know, I had gotten divorced at that point and, you know, I'm trucking, I'm alone with my dog, you know, it sounds like a backcountry <laughs> song or something like that. You know, on the road alone with dog <laughs> in my truck. But it was I was really having a great time and I really was just like, you know what? I'm I'm interesting. You know, I have, you know, a little bit of stage presence, a little quirk about me that I felt like resonated with the show and the past cast members that have been on there. So I was just like, let me throw my ring. I mean, let me throw my hat in the ring and see, you know, what's going to go on. And they called me back.
0: That's super cool. And also, for everyone that's watching this, I just want to say personally, Sabaya is just one of the coolest people that I've ever met. (laughs) Like, just super cool. So I was not surprised at all that you were selected for survivor uh, but extremely excited so what was the I guess the audition and casting process like because you said they gave you a call back but what was
3: right. like
0: what was going on during that time of like before you actually got on the show
3: um okay so can't too, talk too too much about casting because it's a little bit confidential but basically like you get the call if you're you know you're casting, Producer, director, or whatever their crew title is, and you know they call you. So I'm literally like on, the, in driving in Savannah, Georgia, <laughs> the ports at the time, and I'm like nine one two or whatever nine one two like what what okay like let me pick it up because I have a lot of buddies that are stationed out in Cali, near Mar, uh Camp Pendleton, and stuff like that. So I'm like maybe they you know got a local number out there. So I pick it up, and it's like hi, this is Lisa from Survivor. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, 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 I mean, I slammed it into the curb. Like, God was watching me because I didn't I didn't check no mirrors. I was just like, let me get over. Yikes. I got over, I turned my flashers on, and I'm like screaming, I'm jumping up and down. I'm like, no way! Like, this is so crazy because I only applied one time. And I, you know, got on Reddit and I got, you know, on Twitter and I see people are just applying, applying, applying years you know so this was maybe just like i'm just trying to do to say i did you yeah i am saying I wasn't expecting them to really be like you're what we're looking for that's a me-. like it blew my mind so that's the first step second step you know you have to go through a lot of screens you know whether it be mental or he- health care wise you have to make sure that you're good to go to be able to actually do it you know they're there's a lot of money that goes into producing the show, so they just want to make sure that you're able from start to finish to be a contest- a contestant, you know? So um, that's really that. And then, you know, there are a couple of other interviews that you do and stuff like that, just kind of similar to, like, a job, honestly. Like, it was weird how much it felt like I was trying to get the career-changing job of <laughs> my life, you know? Like, so every single interview, you know, I'm bringing the energy, I'm bringing, you know, the personality, and I'm just trying to make sure that it sticks and everything, and uh, it did. And fortunately, you know, Jeff, he was like, you know, you're a first-round thick. Round so I don't know, oh, wow. you know what you're thinking, but it, you're it, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like the, the final step of approval until maybe about, like, a month before I, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking back a year now, but um, maybe about a month before you're about to leave and then you go film. So it was honestly, you know, getting the final call. Uh, it It was so emotional. It was so emotional, man. Like, I was just like, I felt like I had broke through a barrier that just I didn't really know existed. You know, like, wow, like, You know, you get told by, you know, your friends, like, hey man, like, you're amazing, like, you're a cool person, or you get told by your parents and your family, but when Hollywood, you know, knocks on your door and says, like, you know what, you might have something here, we might want to try you out, you know, like, the physical components are only but so much, but really Survivor is a show, you know, they want characters, they want people that are going to be fun to watch, so it was honestly just amazing to be considered, let alone be selected.
0: Yeah, I know, like, you had all of us that knew you here in Augusta, like, all coming together to root for you. Um, Yeah, the watch parties, you,
3: Mariah.
0: Yes, we were ready to have, like, the watch parties, all of that. Like, we were rooting for you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, could you talk a little bit about, I guess, what are some of the aspects that maybe the fans don't really get to see that make the show so great? Because obviously the cameras, Mm -hmm. don't, or the show doesn't show everything that the cameras catch.
3: Right, so the, I can start there. There are about 300 hours per season of footage that is recorded, and uh, that's a lot of hours. So, if you, I mean, even though they extended the period that you're getting to see on TV to 90 minutes, it's only, what, 14 episodes, maybe? So that just goes to show you how much they are. I mean, they have a camera in your face all day, Every day, going to the bathroom, going to, you know, the tree mail, going to find food, going to sleep. They have multiple shifts of people that are in and out. Um, The people that are pulling you to the side to do your one-on-one interviews, it can be somebody different every time. It can be the same person for a, a brief period. You never really know. So having that chemistry and just being able to kind of talk to a wall is a really big skill that I feel like. A lot of people don't really think about when they're thinking about auditioning it's like man if you don't talk to yourself i don't know you're (laughs) gonna be able you're gonna be able to really make it because it's a lot of talking man like i got sick of it um hearing myself talk really like by the time i got back home i was just like the silence was so just appreciated (laughs) like i just feel like i'm glad that i don't have to like perform you know i can just be myself um so I would say, like, how much the cameras are there is something that's just crazy. Like, even during the challenges, you got drones flying, you know, around by your head to get those shots. You got, you know, Jeff running back and forth. You know, like, usually you only see him on TV running one way. But this guy is in the freaking, you know, suicide, tapping <laughs> the lines. Like, he's, he's really an athlete. It, it goes a lot... It goes, like... Can we talk about Jeff for a second? Sure. That that honestly could kind of fall into this question, but like there's not a lot of people that can host a show for 20 plus years and people don't get sick of. You know? And not only does he host, he's also the commentator. He's also the, you know, sidecat psych- psychiatric, you know, breakdown guy, you know, he's the comforter you know when their people are down and they're like you know ill or they're you know hurt or whatever he's the first person to you nine times out of ten and what an amazing human being to be able to meet um he's exactly how I envisioned it and then more and I feel like that's probably something that behind the scenes like y'all don't get to see Jeff be Jeff you know what I'm saying like literally I'll tell this story about like when we were going through uh In the beginning, you get to Pondy, and you can't talk for a week, and you're doing all these interviews and stuff. And when we meet Jeff, he flew in on a helicopter. He lands in like this little patch of grass or whatever, like next to the hotel. And he's literally just like, you know, coming up like a Babe Watch, like (laughs) Mission Impossible mixture guy. And you're just like, what? And of course we're like, crying and clapping and like oh because we hadn't like seen him in person really um outside of like you know a couple of maybe one other time and even that was like you know distance so what an amazing soul and i just feel like the survivor franchise like i know that they know that they are lucky to have him but i just wanted to say like how lucky i was to be fortunate enough to meet him for him to actually know me on a first name basis is just crazy but
0: yeah. That's that's definitely really cool. Um yeah. just being able to, you know, not necessarily calling him your hero, but like just meeting someone that you admire is just some
3: Definitely Yeah. Definitely one of my heroes. I mean, if you look at it really, like Jeff is one of the creators of the show. Like he's been there from the beginning. And if you've watched from season one to now to see how much it has gradually just become Better and better, you can see the increases in the increasing of the funding happen from season to season. You can see the ratings increase. I mean, they were the most popular show on, I think, between the uh, years of 2000 and 2005. It was like 100 million. Everyone's it's watching million. Survivor." Yeah.: Everybody was watching. Like even now, I feel like uh, the average is like around 10 million viewers a season, and they do two seasons a year. you know so that, that's incredible. For 20 years, to be that consistent as an entrepreneur and as a business mind, but not only that, but as an entertainer and like a, a EV personality, it's really unmatched. It's really unmatched.
0: So Survivor is about the mental, like you talked about, uh, obviously the physical. What would you say was the toughest challenge that you faced during your time on the show, whether it was an actual like competition or just being on the island, working on team Lulu, like. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Lulu losers, baby. Um, Yikes. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know, right? I love them to death, but yeah, we, we suck, man. And I feel like that probably was the hardest part. Um I'm, I'm used to kind of like being like more of an overachiever, especially in sports, um, so having a positive attitude, like, I wish I kind of would have handled myself better sometimes in the challenges, like, you see me after the puzzle, I just, like, start laughing, but I'm really (laughs) laughing to keep from yelling, you know, so so, that's just my suppressant, you know, but on camera, it kind of looks like I'm, like, making fun of my team, and that wasn't good, so, Um, and then even, like, some of the, like, dealing with the other people, you know, like, understanding that there are some people that just aren't gonna like you, like, there's some people that just they're going to meet you, and for whatever reason, they don't trust you, they don't like you, and they want to vote you out. Like, there's nothing that you can do about it. Like, honestly, like, I tried to sell my soul to Emily. You know, and she, <laughs> she wasn't having it, man. She turned right around and went to Caleb. Mm-hmm. Even though, the whole time. I mean, of course, to edit, like, you don't really get to see Caleb going back and forth between me and her. Caleb was my guy. You know what I'm saying? So, me even deciding to potentially go with her over him was a huge deal for me but when you're anticipating a swap and you're anticipating the merge and stuff like that it actually does make sense to get out a big threat early you know there's been a lot of uh oh, Sabaya you shouldn't have went for him but had it happened differently you know they would be in my corner yeah you know so I'm not I'm not really too you know listening to like the guys that are you know kind of critiquing my moves and stuff like that, but I didn't know I was gonna have a boat the entire game. That was crazy. You know, the new era is so insane. We didn't have food at all besides just whatever we could find. So fortunately my dad's Jamaican. And so I know what a you know a fruit tree smells like. I can smell, you know, different things in the air and I can find food. So I was the main person finding papayas, finding sour soap. Uh, and cutting it up for us to make sure that we had at least one in the morning. I mean, split six ways, it don't really mean nothing, but somebody that's big, like, I'm a big girl, you know, I'm 5'10", <laughs> yeah, 180 pounds, so I need to eat. Um, So, yeah, man, like, it, it was. there were so many things that I just was not mentally prepared for, you know, and I feel like that's kind of from, like, they, they say, like, old school fans or old school players versus new school players. But I'm an old-school fan, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So me watching the older seasons over and over and over really did prepare me for the new era and how fast it is and how many twists there are and how you really just don't have time to breathe. Mm-hmm. So it was really a monster, man. I, it was really a monster. i do it again in a heartbeat, though. So.
0: I think you played a great game. I definitely was yelling at the screen Thank when you. I was like, Use your immunity idol! What are you doing? Oh, man. Um like- I was yelling the at the screen. The dreaded
3: idol, the dreaded idol mistake, you know, and I'm in I'm in a, a company of a lot of players. I think it was a Survivor, like Fat Check or something. There's a fact check page on Instagram that I follow, and they put out a players that went home with their idol pole. And I'm one out of like twenty-five. You know, and I'm but I'm only one out of like eight women. Because women don't find immunity idols. So to be in that family it's like you spend four days just trying to figure out what's going on you know half of the time that i'm even on the island is the search for the idol i lose my vote on like day two and so i'm searching for this idol we have no fire i have the only idol in the entire season that requires flint <laughs>
0: <laughs> right
3: right and you know honestly like that's the big thing about watching the rest of the episode It's how simple their idols were to find. That's play. a valid point. It's like, come on, Jeff. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You know? But hey, you know, hopefully I'll get another chance to see what I'm made of. Well, like, it was just thing after thing after thing. And so by the time it gets to the point where I'm like at the top of my game, I'm like, if I play this idol and I advance to the next section, Without it, they're going to know that I played it because people talk. Yeah. The survivor, they're going to be, and if that's a resume target on your back, you know? So that's just how the game is. So I'm like, okay. So I tried to make the petition to Emily. You know, we seem like, it seems like it makes sense for her to go with somebody that has an idol because she hasn't really been well liked. And, you know, Caleb is a huge social threat and physical competitor. The only challenge we want. He won it for us. He threw all the rings by himself, you know? So I'm like, okay, like, I think that it would make more sense for a player like Emily to go with a player like me that can mend those bridges and help her out with her social game. And I can be like, no, no, like, Emily, she's with me. Versus somebody like Caleb, who's going to go in as a big target, which you saw did happen. And he ended up, you know, having to be his own champion instead of, being there for Emily as much. Now, Emily, she gets into a try, she's below the radar, which is perfect for somebody like me, which is why I ended up deciding to go against Caleb and go try to build things with Emily. He just beat me there. And I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs>
0: that, that <laughs> so, sucked. it was, look, that was hard to watch, but yeah. uh, I wanted you to give out some superlatives for your fellow castaways. So okay. who, would you say was the challenge beast this season?
3: Um, I know I'm biased, but I would have to say Caleb. Honestly, uh, I know that he didn't make it into as many individual communities, but if you have worked with this guy, he is incredibly strong, incredibly smart, and incredibly fast. He can swim, he can jump, he can shoot. Um, it's just, he's so athletic, so challenge-wise, um outside of the puzzle piece, but you really didn't see Caleb perform in a puzzle at all. Like so I can't even really say that he can't do it. I just feel like the teams that he was on really needed him in the strength component versus the strategy. So yeah, I would have to say Caleb.
0: What about the social butterfly?
3: Social butterfly is D all the way. D has it hands down. She I mean Reba, her even like having that natural intuitive uh you know, it seems like they're hiding something. Like D and Austin, like literally, I mean, I feel like I would have thought that too, because they was looking, they was just looking weird, but I'm a good reader <laughs> of people, nine times out of 10, but anytime nothing gets past D. even with the blind side of Emily, you know, like she coerced everybody to do that. Yeah, she exactly
0: orchestrated what that what fully. She
3: wanted, exactly. What so a, I would give it to D, hands down.
0: What about the under the radar player? Who was the most low-key? Ah, oh,
3: man. Mama J. I agree. Mama J, man. Like, I would say Julie has, like, this, even even being with her in real life, like, we've hung out a couple of times since the season has, uh, since we finished, you know, filming and then between the start of the season. And she just has this presence about her that just makes you want to, just engage and just tell her your entire life. Like, I was making burgers for everyone when we were hanging out in Cape Cod, or Cape Cod, rather, in uh, Mass. And I'm literally making these burgers, and I'm telling Julie, like, everything about my love life, everything about my family, and she's just standing there. She has this incredible eye contact that she gives, where it's just like, you're the only person who exists in the entire world, and that's that. Yeah, she just... It's, it's an incredible, alluring type of energy that she has. And I I feel like it's slept on, but I feel like it's the reason why she's been able to go so far and not make anyone upset. Um, so, yeah, I would say Mama J.
0: And last one, who would you say is the wild card of this season? Like, who is the most unpredictable?
3: Oh, you know who I'm going with that. Emily, baby. Love you, Em. Em has... She, and it's the reason why, you know, her stand stand. She is a true underdog story of the season. Um, if there was a trophy for the underest of dogs, <laughs> she would receive it bar none. I mean, being going from being the first person that was supposed to be out on a losing tribe. Yeah. Realistically, the only reason she even made it today. Four, three was because Hannah quit like just be honest yeah you know? so knowing that and watching her be the last Lulu Lululemon standing yeah I gotta tip my hat to that like that's just a, a straight-up competitor competitor straight-up warrior you know especially in a game where the sleep deprivation the hunger that you're experiencing um, it's really ridiculous so Emily Times 10, 100%. That's
0: it. <laughs> okay, yeah. so my last Survivor question for you, and this was something okay. that, because this was my first season fully watching Survivor, like I told you before. Um, mm-hmm. So when you have all of these uh, camera guys and just crew all around, <laughs> yeah. like, did it ever get, like, difficult for y'all seeing that, like, them being somewhat rested and, like, clean and, like knowing that their bellies are full and y'all are struggling, like, what was that like? Being around people that-
3: 100%, we would just talk to them about it. What'd you eat last night? Pizza? Oh, I bet, was it cheese or was it pepperoni? We would be like, just kinda like, you know, just trying to get something out of them so we could just paint whatever vivid memory that we, I mean, you forget what things even smell like. You know, I remember when I got off the boat at Ponderosa um, after getting voted out, and all I wanted was... Yeah, basically, there's a rule. When you get voted out, you get to eat whatever you want. The chef makes it personal, right?
0: Oh, nice.
3: So, I get off, and all I wanted was a cheese pizza. Man. Like, give me some grease. Give me some cheese. Like, I want a personal cheese pizza. And when I sat there, I couldn't even eat it. You know what mm. <laughs> Because you've just been starving for so long. Your body is just not even... I might have ate, like, two maybe two, three bites of it, and then I was like, okay, I don't know if I could do this. Went to bed, and the next morning I felt so sick. Like, I I, I mean, it's kind of TMI, but, you know, you're you're, yeah, up chucking a lot after a process like that because you're literally surviving off of water, papaya, in our case, and air, <laughs> you know, like, the whole time. So it's like a crazy detox for your body. So once you come back to civilization... It's like, your body's like, oh, no, like, we're good with all of the process stuff, but we don't even want that, you know? So, yeah, I would say that it, seeing them, like, we made it kind of like a joke, um, but the main thing about the crew that I would say is, it's kind of funny how they can't talk, and
1: like, mm. they can't
3: say anything. You know, they got the boom guys, but, you know, if we're running, they're running, and, like, sometimes they're running backwards. Like, they'll have, like, a person shadowing The person that's running backwards with the camera. And if that guy falls down, it doesn't matter. Like everybody just keeps going. Like it's the funniest thing ever. Like just how dedicated they are. But these people are amazing shape. Like honestly, they're probably like rock climbers or something. They're like, I call them like the Patagonia crew. Like they have like, they're dripped out of Patagonia and they're just running and jumping. And if you go somewhere, they are like trying to get ahead of you so they can get the right shot and the right, you know, and everything like that they're true true athletes
0: so switching gears a little bit looking forward to mm-hmm. or being in 2024 what are some yeah. goals or aspirations that you're looking forward to for
3: oh man well i'm looking forward to coming out of hiding as far as like, the show. <laughs> like we're not allowed to really be as interactive and go to a lot of the events and stuff like that because uh you know contractually we're not really supposed to so with season forty-six coming out, and I believe it's February, they dropped the date or March timeframe. Uh, it's their time to shine, you know. After we're done, so we can show up to their events and uh, really go on tour with Bryson Wynn. You know, they do a lot of uh, fan events and stuff like that, or reach out to those, uh, you know, other see other shows like Survive, uh, Challenge, The Challenge, or uh, Big Brother. You know, I kind of like my hands are really tied uh, with really any of those types of things um, because of the CBS contract with Survivors. So I'm really excited to explore those avenues. Um, in other stuff outside of the reality zone, um, I have some sergeant stuff coming up. Like I'm in I'm active duty uh, Marine Corps now, uh, so well, active reserves technically, because I'm a part of a reserve unit now, but same difference uh, for those that know. But yeah, I have sergeant school coming up in February, so I'm really excited. You have to do a career course uh, per rank. Just kind of teaches you, you know, how to be a good NCO, uh, Raises your camaraderie. You know, shows you different leadership styles and stuff like that. And you get to be T A D for a month out of the shop. So I'm excited for that. Um, got some trips coming up, some traveling. So you'll see me, you know, online, you know, and stuff like that. But. Um, yeah, man. I'm just I'm trying to live life as as fast as I can, but smartly, you know, cautiously. Uh, hopefully, I can get to spend a lot more time with my family in this upcoming year because I was like home, but not home with the trucking thing, and then we did Survivor, and then we're back in the military. So I miss those guys. I miss being back in Georgia. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to 2024. I know it's gonna have a lot, a lot, a lot of blessings and and good things on the way. So, last question. Final thoughts for any students
0: or fans watching this that are considering following their passions, maybe reality TV, or maybe making a career shift like you did. Like, What advice would you have for them?
3: If you want to be on Survivor, be <laughs> <literally> like, <laughs> go, just do it. You know, like I've, I've been a type of person that and people that know me know that I'm a falls to the wall without, a, you know, with lack of a better words kind of person. I don't like living with regret. So if you've been sitting in analysis paralysis for however many years and you've been thinking about that one thing that you know that this is like I know this is my love, but I'm doing what my parents want me to do. Or what my teachers you know say I should do it just remember to live for you you know I know that when I was in Augusta you know I was majoring in a major I really didn't care about and I was taking classes that really didn't interest me you know really take the time to evaluate what you want make a plan and then execute that plan um that's been one of the most beneficial skills that I've been able to cultivate as an adult is just being able to have many plans and execute them. Um, I'm not a really big long-term, huge long-term goal person because I I focus on my now because I know each breath isn't promised. But six months, do six months at a time, and just see where that gets you. You know, have a morning routine, have an evening routine. You know, don't eat so much pizza, don't party so much. Um, (laughs) I was living off of Little Caesar's Pizza, like, in college, it was so bad for me, but, you know, just take the time to really assess and make the necessary steps towards being, um, that individual, because if you, if you can think about, like, your 60-year-old self, you know, and what they would say about their life, you know, just work to become that person like every day work to become that 60 year old self that doesn't have to do anything that sits on the porch and everything just is already taken care of. You know, that's my goal. You know, I don't want to work until I'm dead. So yeah, that's, that's all I would say just, you know, swing for the fence every freaking time, you know, eventually it'll work, you know, like who knows you call and they, you might be exactly what they're looking for. You know, young black girl from the South, you know, played a little bit of sports, has a lot of brothers, and doesn't mind getting after it, and apparently I'm that, that's exactly what they're looking for. You know, there is no avatar, you know, perfect avatar. It's a social experiment. So if it's whether it's reality TV or your life, just know there is no perfect avatar for who you want to be. You just have to figure out how to be the most yourself and it'll work.
0: Thank you so much, like a million times, thank you. Thank I hope you, everybody thank watching you, this you, feels you. super inspired. Um, and yeah, I can't see what great things you do next.
3: I'm super excited, man. I know that you'll, uh, as a lot of my other peers, you know, while I was in Augusta, y'all always been really supportive of me and kept up with me and stuff like that. So I can't thank you enough. It really means everything. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what you have uh, Congratulations on of your success and your completion of your your degree and everything like that and I know that there are huge things on the horizon for you so I'm staying tuned as well
0: thank you I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love getting to talk and catch up with Savia. It's been a minute and she has really inspired me to chase my dreams all year long as well as Mr. and Ms. AU because they are here and they are definitely going to make an impact on campus. So if you want to learn more, check us out on our Instagram, follow us, and tell us what you enjoyed most about this episode. Looking forward to hearing from you soon.